I think that I'm a very visual person and I really am drawn to um, beautiful designs. And I, I, I think that that was my initial draw into graphic design and into working in that field. But I actually discovered that I'm more interested in the problem and the problem space and unsolving or uncovering what possible solutions could be. So I, I found that I found it more interesting to be questioning something and exploring different routes. And I found that more creative than just creating something that was perfectly beautiful. Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Fina O'Sullivan, can you start off by telling us what a UX slash UI designer is for anyone who might be a little bit confused or unsure of what you're talking about? So UX, UI, they're a relatively new term. A UX designer is a user experience designer and a UI designer is a user interface designer. So that means for the purpose of my role, I design the user experience of a product like a, a piece of software um, and it we do everything from research to understand the, the psychology of their users and we decide how the user will traverse through the product and what their experience would be. User experience is about the decisions and those decision points whereas user interface is where we look at how the interface visually appears on screen, how it interacts, how it looks at different screen sizes, what size buttons should be, what colors. So it's both the visual side and then the kind of the thinking side and working with engineers on creating the technical logic to to kind of um, be able to make those interactions within a piece of software. We're going to come back to that in a minute and kind of uh, and go into that a little bit more. But I just wanted to kind of give it a brief kind of starting point because it was it was originally graphic design was your your training. So can you mm -hmm. just go all the way back to that? Why did I says why did you go and do graphic design as a course? What was what was the motivation to do that? Um. Well, I think I decided to do it because I don't think there was any major. I don't think I did any major kind of thinking around it other than the fact that I'm good at problem solving and I'm good at art. So I did a couple of those online career assessments and I was told that I'd be good at design. So I kind of just ran with that and didn't really think about it much. And then when I was in college, I just started, um, I couldn't decide what kind of design course to look at. So I was looking at architecture, I was looking at product design I was looking at um and I was looking at graphic design so I was looking at those three courses and I couldn't decide which and I eventually chose graphic design because I thought that it was the area that interests me most and I kind of envisioned that I would become a I'd work in advertising or marketing that's where I initially saw my career going and I figured graphic design was my way into that world so you go to you go to college was it was it a specific graphic design course yes uh so my course was called visual communications design in iedt and that is basically a general course on anything visual we look at motion graphics we looked at 
graphic design, poster design, print design, uh, web design, app and mobile design. We look at some kind of um, interior design, a little bit of like spatial design. Um, so it's quite broad and you, you study all these different areas um, and you have different modules. You have a module where you used to like do a motions graphics video. You have a model where you used to build a website. You have a, mo a module where you have to do a piece of branding of a company. So all the different modules um, cover the different aspects of they kind of try to give you a broad spectrum of, of skills across designing things visually. So when you were doing your course, how much did UX and UI come into the kind of conversation you were having on a day to day basis or did it come in at all? Um, I think that it came in in, I suppose, realistically, we learned a lot about typography and about image and balance and layout and the principles of UI design, which is one part of um, UX, UI, right? So like I would say the course, if you're interested in becoming a UI designer, doing a graphic design course is really, really good because you get all those skills um, and you get like a really high level of those skills, whereas they can be hard to pick up if you're trying to teach yourself. But then UX was something I think that was less less taught like I think that UX was something we touched on in college but I had to pursue my own learnings of it after college or through my own discovery it wasn't really a massive part of my education. Correct me if I'm wrong here now because I, I am you know I can barely turn on the computer so like I'm, I'm definitely not is familiar with with you know your day to day work as 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 other people will be, but when we're talking about UX, are we really talking about the kind of more technical on this on the side of coding, if not maybe entirely coding, or is it is it that far to, towards coding side of it, or what are we talking about here when we're talking about the technical sides that that is needed to kind of get into doing that? Um, I don't think you need to be you don't really need to be technically savvy to be a UX designer in that you don't you will work with an engineer and they will tell you the technical restraints. When you're a UX designer, you will have some knowledge over what are the preferred interactions. For example, um, you kind of use patterns that already exist in the web. So if you're filling out a form, you might expect a drop down instead of something else. So it's kind of like, like a lot of it, you kind of pick up from just using software like especially as millennials and younger people we use them all the time you kind of pick up that knowledge without even actively searching for it but then the other side of UX is probably the trickier part which is working with researchers to understand the mindsets of your customers and your users and then using that research to strategically make decisions in the product and in the business uh, of the company you work for and so those decisions and those metrics need to be interpreted and they need to just they will essentially define what features will go into your product or your piece of software so working with research understanding technical limitations or being able to have a conversation with engineers around that and knowing pre-existing rules and patterns and mental models um, that typically appear within software and decision making. So there's kind of a psychology side to it as well.
so it, it sounds as rather than be a technical, a strictly speaking, technical role, more about ne negotiating different constraints and different uh, uh, structures and different bits of information in a way that you can use for your products. Would that be a, exactly. a fair? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's basically taking all of those little pieces of, and making them into some sort of flow that makes sense like that you click into the home page and you select this button and you're expected to br be brought here or there and kind of you we, it's quite an iterative process so we might design something but it's not you don't finish it and then that's done like we'll constantly go back and do testing with our users and see what we could improve on so it's constantly questioning your own decisions and validating your own choices and then changing when new technology gets released or we learn more about our users or any number of things so it's about being fluid with those decisions as well okay at the moment to me anyway and maybe people listening might have a different uh, perception it's quite an abstract concept so i'm gonna i want to come back to, to to it in a few minutes about more but maybe trying to give it a a bit of a spin in terms of a, a practical element that people can visualize just in case they are mm. struggling with the kind of abstract, uh, abstract nature of it. But for now, I just want to kind of keep the, the story going that, you know, you, so you finish, you finish college, you've got your degree, you've got this interest in UX and UI, which is developed along the way. Did you initially go straight into it to make that switch or did you uh, start going down the kind of traditional graphic designer route first? Um, I started with the traditional graphic designer route because I Although I had an interest in UX and UI, I was more interested at the time in pursuing a career in graphic design. Um, so I worked for a branding and design agency in Dublin called DesignWorks for just over two years. Um, and that was really good because it honed my skills in visually making things pristine, in doing a lot of client facing work, in iterating and interpreting briefs and, and doing a lot of real world design um, but then after a while I started to notice like Dublin has a particularly um, thriving tech scene and I started to get more and more interested in that and just started attending meetups and what kind of kicked my my motivation to move into that area was actually I went to um, I went to Lisbon in 2016 to the Web Dublin Web Summit and there I met loads of people who were working in tech and who were designing all these like new and exciting pieces of software and after going to that I just found it really really energizing and exciting and I decided that I wanted to potentially explore a career in that so I took up some um I took up some odd little jobs where I did some freelancing, like designing websites and apps for people. Now, mind you, in my job, I was designing websites anyway, so it wasn't a massive leap in the visual front. But from a UX point of view, I knew that I had a bit of learning to do. So I, um, I went for a portfolio review with a UX designer and he told me to focus a lot on my process and to improve so rather than showing polished, finished designs in my portfolio to show how I think, how I work, how I tease out an idea. And then after I made those improvements, I ended up landing a job in a small startup called Waya, uh, which I worked on uh, for two years. 
And and you know when you're making those that, that transition from one to to the other, how similar are, are um, different were kind of your your day to day jobs? I mean, it it sounds like for for example, like in the in the agency, like there was probably a bit more like you were saying that, that you were, you were working on websites and stuff. Was it a seamless transition from one job to the other, or were there kind of different practical elements involved? What was it like? Um, well, I think the the biggest probably learning curve for me when I moved into the startup world was in product design, you use a slightly different software. So at the time I was using a, a piece of software called Sketch, um, which I had never worked in before. I was using the Adobe Creative Suite up until that point. So I had to learn how to use Sketch, which is um, a piece of software that helps you to prototype multiple screens um, within a piece of software. Um, but then once I kind of learned that, I felt it was kind of just like thrown into the deep end in terms of uh, problem solving. And I think that's where I don't think it was a massive leap for me because I think design is just being presented with a problem and trying to solve it the best you can with the information that you have. So I think that having had that foundation in design and problem solving I was able to apply a lot of that knowledge to my day-to-day -day work in WIA in designing both the um, the dashboard and the website. But I will say that I did have to learn a lot about the technology side, which I didn't really understand up until that point, which was I didn't know anything about IoT, which was the software that I was designing for, which is a very technical piece of um software called the internet of things where devices get connected to the internet which we're all familiar with now with google home and alexa it, it, well it's interesting because you, you you know you you said that uh, you're all familiar with it i'm sitting here and i i i absolutely i'm not i don't think i've ever heard a term which, which is uh maybe it's my own ignorance i don't know but, it, but it's, it, it's interesting because like it, you obviously have a bit of a, a passion for that the the whole package whether it's the design side or the website or the technology side or the, the interuser face size it just seems to be something you you know you you speak very well about you speak very passionately about was there ever a time where you were thinking I'm in the wrong area or maybe that you weren't that interested or when did it all kind of start coming together in terms of where your career was going to go and where you could start moving with that career um I think I think that I'm a very visual person and I really am drawn to um beautiful designs and I, I I think that that was my initial draw into graphic design and into working in that field but I actually discovered that I'm more interested in the problem and the problem space and unsolving or uncovering what possible solutions could be so I, I found that I found it more interesting to be questioning something and exploring different routes and I found that more creative than just creating something that was perfectly beautiful so I think that's why I was drawn to UX and then also I'm really interested in technology and I'm really interested in software and I really like the way it's always changing and it never stays stagnant or gets old so I kind of liked being in a world that was constantly you had to kind of keep you on your toes and keep you one foot in the water in terms of what's out there and what's being developed next 
And it's such a fantastic answer because people, you know, as someone who works in higher education, that I often have students and graduates saying they want to be creative. And I just I just love the fact that you said, well, actually, you know, the, the creating something beautiful is not nearly as nice as solving a problem. That's a different form of creativity. And it's the first time anyone said that to me. And I, I, I really like that. I'm going to have to keep that in mind next time I'm talking to someone who's there. Uh, who wants to go down a creative route because I think it's a really important um, distinction to make and it's not one I've heard before. So it, it's interesting as well because we're, we, we, you've gone from this thing, we've gone from an agency which sounds from what you're saying like a fairly established company to a startup which again I would imagine and correct me if I'm wrong here would be a very different experience in terms of like being much smaller, much more fluid. Was that transition more challenging i know you've talked a little bit about this already with the with technology side of it but i'm just wondering from kind of a practical work point of view what was that movement like i to be honest with you i think that i found that what i found more challenging was moving from the startup to a larger tech company that had more parameters and more structure i found working in a startup to be it's it's a casual work environment but it's high pressure so I think that the things with the thing about being the beauty about being in a startup is everyone's learning and there's that mentality that nobody's an expert and it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to take some time to learn something. Um and it's kind of like the mentality of fail fast. So get something out there. If it doesn't work, try something else. So it's a really good environment if you're not sure if this is what you want to do and you want to test things out without taking a super formal job where you're set in a role because in a startup you're kind of doing bits of this and bits of that and it's it's definitely you can kind of make out of it what you want um I don't know if that answers your question no it does it does and and it, it, it's really interesting as, as, again because you use the you know the term uh uh fail fast for the product but you're actually applying that to your own career that you know you could do yeah. so many things to try to fail to try and fail and try again try again try something else which I think makes a lot of sense and hopefully will make sense to people listening so you, you you do end up moving then from the startup into into big corporation how did that go and how did that come about um so that came about because um there's a slack channel which I don't know if people are familiar with but it's a, it's a messaging application um and it's an open community and of Irish designers so I was on that while I was working in WIA and I was constantly posting my work not really for any reason other than just to kind of share things that I was building and working on and then one day um, one of the designers on the Slack channel reached out to me and he was working in Workday um Owen Derby who I'll give a shout out to and he uh he told me that they were working on a similar interface to the one that I was working on, which is a node-based interface. And they were looking for a UX designer who had good visual skills. And because I was previously a graphic designer, I had that high level of visual skills as well. So I interviewed for Workday and ended up getting the position. And yeah, I was really nervous about taking it because it felt coming from a startup where I was on a team of I think there was like eight of us it felt so scary to go into an org of 100 designers and working across both Dublin and San Francisco and Munich and all these other countries it felt it felt almost like I was making a commitment to UX whereas like I think in the startup I felt like maybe I was still 
like to to compare it to being in a relationship like more casual and then you know when I went into work day I was like I felt like I was really getting committed to the to the career path getting married to the career path yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Uh, but it turned out to be a really positive thing and what I was looking for in the startup job which I was lacking was career guidance within UX because I was the only designer in the startup and I went wanted to learn from people who are more experienced than me and who had a lot of things to give to me in terms of education. And that's what I felt like I needed in order to develop to the next level. Well, we're obviously big fans of uh, career guidance on this podcast. Um, so always, always good to see people uh, doing, doing a bit of it. So what's your job title now? I kind of I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, to spice things up and asking the same question every time we start the episode so and I, I did bypass in this particular episode so what is your job title now? Um, my job title is product designer so I work on a product I work for a company called Workday and they're an American San Francisco based company and they have an office in Dublin in Smithfield um, and I think in Dublin we've got about 1,200 people and I think there's 10,000 pe- 10, people globally so we have a, it's an enormous company and I work on one product within the company, one of many products. There's, I don't even know how many products there are within in Workday, but I work on a product called Help, which is a HR product. Um, it's a, a, a case management system for people in large corporations to raise issues relating to HR. So they might go onto this platform to speak to a HR representative about not being paid or finding out about maternity leave or issuing a complaint about their manager it could be any number of things but this the software I work on is that platform for employees to um and case solvers to engage and con- connect with each other in so I said I said a few minutes ago that we were going to come back to kind of more of a concrete example and I'm so glad then you, you've brought this up as a concrete example so you know on this HR case management system what is you know we can either talk about your role or even just generally talk about what what a what a UX UI designer would um well what their role would be in kind of getting that out to market is there any chance you could kind of give us an overview just to kind of give them more of a I know you kind of abstractly talked about it previously but just kind of give more of a concrete what this um things that people could this was expect in if they were to go into that that role in, in this particular case um yeah I suppose like I joined when I joined Workday Help was it was a fairly new product but it was it had only been built within a couple of months it, I think I was it was three months into development at this point it hadn't gone live yet and they were looking Workday had done all this research saying they needed a product that could um meet this need which was uh, a system for employees to talk to uh, HR representatives and from the other side of the system for HR representatives to talk to employees so it's like a dual product and my job within that is um, I work with there's different levels within the organization but I will work with researchers who will have all this research about the product and I'll help them our, our product managers would decide what's going into the roadmap. They might decide, okay, we're adding 
such and such a feature into the product. And so my job will be to work with the developers to understand the technical limitations and capabilities of that, to come up with different designs of how that could be incorporated into our product, and then to finalize those designs and to visualize them and to create a basically a very a very distinct mock-up of what that would look like so the developers know exactly what to build and how it should look and then they basically take our designs and then they build it. I realize I might be coming across really stupid with all these questions but I, I'm trying to to um, get my head around it and I'm just wondering so is would it be fair to say that it's it's like a um, you're you're kind of designing the the outline of the product and then you've other roles which are filling in bits of the gaps so you're kind of giving like a very general overview of what it should look like and people are filling it in are you doing much more of the filling in in some parts than in others well we would design every every single element of the product so from what it looks like to how it um to what should appear on which screen should or what kind of features should appear so we would design every element like there's nothing that you don't every pixel on the page is something that we'd account for so a large part of it is like let's say you're designing a really basic system which is just like a chat right but then later on your product manager comes in and then they were like oh we want the ability to add an attachment so then you talk to the developers and you'd see can we can we technically do this and then if that's a yes then we need to visualize that and then once it's visualized we need to give them um we need to hand over the design so that they have the exact specifications on how to build it and then we'll also define how that will look on different screen sizes on safari versus browser on um you know in in responsiveness so when you collapse the screen like what it looks like and what's the hierarchy of information as you reduce the size of the screen down and then also another big part of it is accessibility so we design how um someone with special needs might interact with the software so someone who cannot see their keyboard user they have a limited ability they might interact using um accessibility software and so we need to ensure that our product meets those specifications so i'm, I'm just particularly interested as we come towards the end of the chat thank you for explaining the uh the, the ux ui stuff in in such detail and kind of uh, helping me kind of understand it because i have to admit i'm, I'm fairly new to it I'm, I'm i am interested to know what advice you're going to end up giving to the students and graduates who be listening to this because you're you have made a massive kind of career transition in such a short period of time so what would you be saying to anyone listening now in terms of advice whether they want to go into your area or whether they want to go into a different area um i think it's it's i think it's about not being afraid to try different things and you know i really i really thought i was going to be a graphic designer and i loved that course and the fact that i'm not isn't something that I regret because I actually feel like it adds a lot to my it gives me a different dimension to my role in work and then I'm often the person looked to for like visual questions and I have like an area of expertise that other people don't have so I think if you're interested in something kind of follow your gut but also don't stay in something too long if you know that you absolutely hate it and 
I think as well, in terms of particularly with tech, I know not all careers are like this, but with tech, you don't necessarily need a degree in something to get a job in something. So often, if you have experience, you can get a role. Like I didn't have a degree in UX design to get a role in a big tech company as a product designer, but I had experience working in a startup. And I think startups can be a good entry point into a slightly different area or a pivot if you want to explore something without maybe the financial um, commitment of a master's or um, or if you just can't afford to take, you know, to take a year out and go back to school, it can be a good way to learn. And there's so much information out there in terms of YouTube and and like free online resources that there you can take a lot on yourself in terms of self development and upskilling. Also as well, sorry, just to add to that, don't be afraid to reach out to people because um, most people are very happy to give advice. So feel free, and I, I include myself in this, reach out to uh, me on LinkedIn or to someone whose career you admire and maybe ask to have a coffee or a virtual coffee because of the scenario we're in now. But um, people are often very open to giving advice. And people are often more than happy to to share their experiences. So if you see someone's career you admire, just chat to them and ask them how they got there. And even just kind of if there's somewhere you want to work, keep keep asking, keep badgering them with your CV because people will notice and that like they'll 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 often take a chance on someone who's passionate and who cares about something. I think I think you're completely right, and it's it's a message that. I love when people bring up when they're uh, on the show because it's it's such a um, it's such a point. The the one thing the other thing I was I was going to mention before we finish up as well is that because I know you've done a lot of stuff in terms of like you you were giving advice about you know people um, reaching out, but you've done a lot of kind of like mentor work as well in terms of you know reaching out yourself in terms of your own development. And I just wondered if you very quickly say a bit of word about that, how you had thought that maybe helped you develop along your career. Um, yeah, I find mentoring is is really good because it kind of makes you question things about yourself and your own process. And I think as well, again, it challenges you to not get stagnant or to not stay still. Like you, when you're talking to someone younger who's really energized and excited about an area, it can you can teach you things too. So I think like mentoring people is really. Um, it's really beneficial and I think on on the point of mentoring like for me it's been a learning curve in terms of not doing all the work myself like learning when to pause and when to allow someone else to try something and to know when to support them and when they need time to kind of meet that sweet spot of trying to figure a problem out themselves um so I think it's really interesting because up until the point of mentorship or where I started mentoring people, I would have been the person who was, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then I would overwork myself and take way too much on. Whereas the nice thing about mentorship is you kind of learn to take a step back in a good way. I would, I would 110% agree. And uh, just as, as a little thing, like there's a mentor scheme in my in my university where I work, and it's it's very interesting. The the few times I've seen people 
um, sign up to be a mentor because they they end up they go in with such energy and enthusiasm and then and then over the weeks of the months you see them kind of like take a step back and relax and kind of let the person do the work in, in a positive way do you know what I mean um, yeah it's interesting that you, you mentioned that to, to see that transition anyway Fina thank you so much for um, coming to the show today is there any last things you want to say before we finish up uh, no just want to say thank you very much for having me um, I really enjoyed this discussion and yeah if anyone wants to reach out feel free um, my messages are always open <laughs> Not a problem, not a problem. Um, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, as always, if you can uh, share or like or all that usual stuff on the social media channels, um, um, it would be hugely appreciated. Facebook, Twitter and TikTok is at Graduate Compass. Um, in the meantime, I will speak to you soon. And thank you very much, Fino Sullivan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.